Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners. And all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and also highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Hello, welcome back. So today I'm going to be answering the question of how do I manage expectations when I'm cooking for one? But before I get started, you know, you you may be thinking, why do my expectations matter? I'm cooking here. I'm either cooking more or I'm not. But I want to be clear that, you know, below every intention or habit that we have are these expectations. Also, these past experiences that we've had, barriers, and really lots of other things below the surface. And I'm a huge proponent of addressing the whys and the hows and how that's sometimes more important than addressing the whats. So in this case, that would be addressing the expectations and feelings like we should do certain things before we really address finding ways to cook more because once we're able to break down some of those barriers or recognize them to begin with, it allows us to then make realistic and doable changes, um, that we can, you know, that we can follow for a bit or a while. And the reason again, why I want to talk about kind of these expectations is the fact that expectations are a large barrier for a lot of us who are cooking for one, you know, um, cooking takes some time. It takes some preparation. It takes some effort. And, and those are all investments that, that could be, you know, redirecting your, your effort and your time from something else. And the thought of just you know, spending that time, that money, that effort into making something that actually might not turn out okay is a little bit overwhelming, especially if you're coming into cooking from a place of not really looking forward to it. Um, whether it's because cooking isn't all that enjoyable for you, you don't feel comfortable in the kitchen, or you'd rather be cooking for somebody else or for other people as opposed to yourself only. But we need to be honest here and recognize that when we live in this space, it doesn't, it doesn't serve us. The truth is that we will all have recipes that should be awesome, ones that seem like 100% they're going to turn out good. They've got good ratings. It's from a, a cookbook or a blog or something that you really like. And, and then they flop. They just add a left field they just don't turn out or you accidentally burn something. It happens. But on the flip side, maybe you throw something together that you don't put any effort or thought into just the time and, and are kind of going through the motions or you're cleaning out your fridge, which I find myself doing a lot. And it just completely exceeds your expectations. It's something that you know, you had zero expectations and then it ends up being one of the most delicious things you've even eaten all week. This happened to me recently. I threw together, well, actually, so I, I got home from being out of town for a little bit and I just had nothing in my fridge. I had eggs, which I usually had. I had a little bit of milk left over and then I had just come inside from picking some 
zucchini and other vegetables for my garden. So I really just didn't have any food and I wasn't in the mood or I was like, okay, I want to try to save some money here after just coming back from a trip. I'm just going to throw something together. And I ended up making again with what I thought was an empty fridge, an empty kitchen. Um, in just like 15 minutes, I threw together this egg roll up that I used to eat while I lived in Uganda a few years ago. It's, it's called Rolex and it's going to be up on the Nourish Nutrition blog in the next couple of weeks. But it ended up being something that like I'm, I've made it, I think, four times since. And I made it for the first time just last week. And it's so good. And I just, again, like zero expectations and it turned out really great. So it can go both ways. And, and so with that said, you know, I, I totally acknowledge and think it's important important for us all to recognize that it can be really overwhelming wondering whether or not something is going to turn out well. Again, like putting a lot of effort into something and having it flop, whether it's, you know, the recipe just wasn't that great or something gets burned. But then again, on the other side, you know, it could turn into something that is absolutely delicious. Um, but that overwhelm can get in the way of, of that experimentation and figuring out whether or not that's going to be good. Um, like the, you know, just, I'm thinking of the Babe Ruth quote, don't let the fear of striking out, keep you from playing the game and don't get the idea that I'm a big sports fan. I just remember it from being on the wall of the diner in a Cinderella story because I love that movie and I like know every single line in it. Um, but anyways, so really what I'm saying here is that it's important to reframe this concept of failure and and that is a way to help you deal with that feeling of being overwhelmed with whether or not your food's going to turn out because you know I, I understand like you put effort and time into it you're probably hungry when you're cooking and then you make something and it doesn't turn out and then you have to spend more money on food you have to make something new spend more time or you have to go and get something and that's um and that's overwhelming. But again, reframing that concept of, of failure and, and really, you know, like actually telling yourself in your head or out loud, like failure is part of the process. It's okay. I can get something else to eat and it's going to be fine. I, the, so last week's episode where I interviewed my friend Nicole was a really great reminder of this for myself because I feel that way too. I, I think everybody experiences that to some degree and, and we just have to take a minute to remind ourselves that it's really going to be okay. And she taught me so well, Nicole from, from episode 12, just last week's episode taught me so well that, you know, failure is just part of the process. How do you, how do you learn what goes well with other, with ingredients? It's by, you know, having it go really well or having it go badly and knowing that I'm never going to make that again with that combination of flavors. And so those, those failures can be super, super helpful. Um, and it can, you know, they can be really, really obvious and, um, concrete reminders or, uh, ways to, you know, to know of what goes well together, or what doesn't. So I don't know why this is the Ugandan <laughs> episode, but I'm going to bring up another story from then. So, 
Um, I had just come back from living in Uganda for a summer and one of the, so one thing that I really liked was the Rolex that I already talked about, the egg roll, um, or the egg roll up or whatever. And then another thing that this was my absolute favorite dish there was just these rice and beans. And they use this special seasoning that I can't find in the U S and I should just spend the $12 to buy on Amazon, but I am cheap and lazy. So I haven't done that yet, but, um, they, there's just really, really great rice and beans. And I don't remember what the occasion was, but I decided I'm going to have friends over. I'm going to make this for them. I want them to experience this delicious food that I ate. And also it's cheap and it's a fun way to like get people together. So I, um, had made these beans from dried beans and I hadn't done that a whole lot lately, you know, recent or before that, that time. And I, oh gosh. So I was so excited to have my friends over and to introduce them to this food that I ate and I loved. And, you know, I'm, I was a nutrition student. I liked to cook. This all kind of went together, you know, like this should be really good. And I cooked those stupid beans for hours. They cooked on the stove for forever. This was after soaking them. I did all of the right things. And they were so hard, like seriously, five hours. I, that could be an exaggeration. I have no idea, but it took a really long time and they, they never softened up to the, um, to, you know, like what's a normal uh, texture of a bean. They were edible. They were fine. My friends were okay with it, but I think, I think that was a good realization that a, like we all have those experiences. Everybody can relate to that and B, nobody really cares so much. Even if you're feeding people that, you know, friends of yours, people that you love, whoever, and you want to show them the best, or you want to present that best side of you or your cooking skills, like that's not realistic. And, and I have had a couple of other experiences having dinner parties and having, um, recipes or whatever it is that I made, like totally flop. I made really, really disgusting, super salty gravy for, um, Thanksgiving. It was, we called it fakesgiving and, and people were like pretty nice about it, but they also, you know, didn't say, Oh, this is really, really good. Nobody said that like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. There's other good food. And that was it. It was fine. Like nobody, you know, hated it and it, and it worked out. Okay. So I guess, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves when it really isn't necessary. Okay. And I, and like also the worst thing, like, what do we do? We get takeout or we eat cereal that's not the worst thing ever. And if it's for a dinner party, that's kind of a funny story, you know, a month or two or more later. Okay. My next thing that I wanted to talk about is don't should all, all over yourself. This was something that one of my professors in grad school said all the time. And I just love this because it's funny. A, um, it sounds like you're swearing and you're not, which is funny also. And C or three or whatever. It, it really, there's a lot of stock to it. And I think it's an important um, concept to remind yourself of. So, I mean, like as graphic as this is and like be aware that I am a dietitian and poop is like a normal thing. I grew up with uh, family that we talked about this and you know, I mean, that's kind of just like normal for me. So sorry. But anyways, you know, you just think of, of living or like pooping all over yourself. That's kind of what it is. It just, 
it it's messy and it only, you know, hurts you when you should all over yourself. Um, when you're creating these unrealistic expectations, that is so not motivating for you to make change. When you have these expectations, really what it does is leads you to not be excited about doing things and to not be excited about doing things leads you to not want to do them long-term and B, it just, like I said, creates these unrealistic expectations, which often just leave us feeling more overwhelmed and less inclined to do anything, um, about it. And so the, the, like saying that you should do something, it's just like this empty word, but deeper than that, the words that we say or the things that we say to ourselves really do affect how we think about ourselves and our abilities. And that is not helpful. So stop shitting all over yourself. And, and if you, so I think that that's a, also, that's a good reminder. So keep that in the back of your head. And then if you find yourself like, Oh, I should do this or I should do that. I'm not going to shit all over myself. (laughs) And, and that's just a funny reminder and it can kind of, you know, kind of start to change the way that we think about it. Okay. And so now I wanted to talk about actually addressing our goals and expectations and, and ways to help make that actually helpful for us. So I think first of all, it's helpful to look back at, um, uh, what we thought about cooking or eating, at, like as we grew up. So whether that's as a kid, a little bit later in life, and so forth. Um, that's why I find it really helpful, and other podcast hosts do when they're talking about food, is to talk about, again, through this podcast lens, is talking about you know expectations and experiences with food growing up. There's a lot of... Um, a lot of our habits really stem from back then. And that can be from, that can be through following directly what we were taught as kids, or it could be pushing against that to really any degree. But it's that super helpful. So be aware of the things that you ate, like what modeling you saw from your parents or siblings or whoever cooked. Um, or, you know, or, or fed you, I guess. So whether that was cooking or getting food takeout, like whatever, and, and where that kind of plays with what your expectations are for yourself. Another thing, and I think this is just as important in really different ways, but that would be to be aware of social media expectations and methods that you see on social media. A lot of times, well, I mean, if people are posting, what it is that they do to prep for meals, to like cook, whatever it is, they're often like pretty authoritative. And so we read that and you take it like, oh, this is what I should do. Or, or they share, you know, this is what I did and this is what came out of that. You see the outcome and you think, you know, I really, I want to experience that that's what I really want. And so this is the way that's going to be able to do it. And then what happens? Like you try it, maybe it works a little bit, maybe it works a lot, but most likely it's going to not work at all. And then what do you do? What do you do about that? Um, and just being aware of how you feel about yourself. Cause again, a lot of times when it comes to what you see on social media, specifically for like eating habits, um, we're left feeling doubt about ourselves or feeling like we have to, that we should do these things or should make changes and 
don't shit all over yourself. My next tip or concept to kind of keep in mind really piggybacks on the last couple things that I talked about. Give yourself a break. You know, this, I really, really like to think of cooking and meal planning or meal prepping or whatever it is that you do to make cooking easier for yourself, to think of it as an experiment. And I'm probably going to say this and probably have said this every single episode, but it's so important because it, it takes that should out of it allows you to make mistakes. And then instead of feeling bad or frustrated for making those mistakes, you think like, okay, this didn't work. That sucks. What can I do differently? Or what can I do moving forward? So kind of taking that emotion out of it and looking at it more, um, you know, like from a scientific or a less, um, emotional standpoint. And that can really help you to be able to actually, do things that are beneficial for you in the long run. Okay. And then also kind of, um, piggybacking off of giving yourself a break. I, I really want you to start thinking about cooking for yourself as self care. And, and again, this is individualized and self care will obviously look so different to us, um, at different points of our lives and to us individually. But, Think about this as self-care. So an example of this could be you, you want to be able to cook more at home. So you're going to, you know, plan out meals and do all of that stuff, but then life gets in the way and you literally don't have time to do that. That's okay. The thing to take care of yourself or the way to take care of yourself in that moment is say, you know, I don't have the time to do this. It's okay. I'm going to get takeout. Or if you really enjoy cooking and you have a little bit of time and instead of, you know, maybe, maybe instead of grabbing the same takeout again or spending your time like watching TV or, you know, whatever it is, re like devote that time to, to cooking for yourself. If cooking for you as it is for me and as it is for other people as well, it can be a really relaxing, enjoyable um, way to decompress, but also to get something really delicious and good out of it at the end. And so giving your space, giving yourself space to take that time for yourself because it's a way to take care of yourself, um, through actually taking time to cook or giving yourself the space to not cook or to take whatever shortcuts that you need to, to get yourself fed, because that's, what's important at the end of the day. Um, and so, yeah, like whatever you can do to have good tasting food most of the time, but also realize that that's not always an option. And, um, I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind at the end of the day. So again, like we're talking about food cooking here is, is kind of the goal for the most part, but also realize that with that comes like bringing this into reality and realizing that that's not always an option. It's not, it might not be an option for a month straight, or it might not be an option for a couple of days or, you know, whatever. And that's okay. You don't owe anybody anything and you owe yourself to be able to, you know, find joy and to find things that you enjoy doing. And sometimes that's going to be cooking and sometimes that's not, and that's okay. So that is really it. Don't shit all over yourself and also, um, give yourself a break. You're doing just great. Thanks for tuning in.